Thanks for tuning in to the Glossy Podcast. I'm your host, Jill Manoff, and today I sit down with Carla Welch and Clea Ohana, founders of the fashion styling app, Wishy. In February, Wishy secured a partnership with Farfetch, giving the retailers high-spend loyalty members access to Wishy styling services. I wanted to ask the founders about how the app is catching on, including among retailers now looking to elevate their digital offerings. Welcome to you, Carla. Hi, thank you for having us. Thanks for being here. Hey, Clea, welcome. Hi, Jill. Thank you. I wanted to start with a fun question. Uh, Oscars were last night. Who did you guys like? <laughs> Lakeith in St. Laurent. He was the best of the night. Oh my gosh. Stand out for sure. Do you have a favorite, Clea? Yeah, Zendaya. That was my favorite too. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. Very share, very chic. Yeah. Well, talk to me about Wishy. I know that it's not brand new, um, maybe a couple of iterations. Um, but yeah, what was the what's the backstory? When did you guys officially launch? Clea, talk me through it. Um, so we launched in 2019 um with Carla, with you know, just bringing styling to everyone that was. Carla's dream she can talk more about it but uh, we just felt that we had the technology we had the like business idea but we didn't have the like styling part of it and the you know the fashion part of it so um, I think it was a great synergy and partnership and uh, we're you know very excited to be co-founders I'll I'll give a little bit of a better backstory with for that (laughs) I'm like Clea Um, so it's kind of amazing Um, I was in uh, New York on a job and I was having lunch with a, a mutual friend of ours and I had yet to meet uh, Clea and um, I had forever been thinking about how to digitize what I do d- for years, literally since probably clueless and I mean, not clueless because I wasn't a stylist then, but um, just the idea of what I do for my clients, how we could bring it to kind of everybody at an affordable price and what would it look like to have someone help you with your own closet? That's kind of where I was really focused on. And I kept on feeling like, and by the way, I'm not a technical person at all. That's why we have a very good marriage here because uh, I, I'm, I'm instinct in like drama and fashion. And I mean, Clea's fashion, obviously, but uh, Clea knows everything about data and technology and, and fashion. So she's got a leg up on me. But anyways, I was talking to my friend and I was like, I just feel like I'm on the tip of exactly of what I want to do and how to do it, but I don't know how to do it. And she was like, looked at me and her, I think her jaw dropped. She's like, you need to go meet my friend Clea like now. And right there, we were sitting in the Mercer kitchen. She texted Clea. And the next thing I knew I was in a cab uptown, midtown. And in 30 minutes, I was sitting, having a meal with Clea. And at the end of that, I think we decided to launch Wishy. I love this. And I love that you were in the Mercer kitchen. It's like the best place to people watch ever. Yeah, so good. <laughs> totally. So Well, tell me, Carla, let's walk through your background before um, linking with Clea. I, I know you from people that I follow and know that you're styling them. Justin Bieber. I know Carly Claus. Um, how long have you been styling? How long have you been doing this? Uh, almost 20 years. Um, you know, I started in music and advertising styling and then worked found myself in the celebrity world. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's opened up. It's, it's been an incredible career. It's, it is an incredible career. I love what I do. Every day is a little bit different. Uh, and, uh, yeah. And so I always kind of just felt like it was really interesting because at the beginning of my career, you were like 
very, it was very narrow. That's what you were wardrobe or you the stylist and that's what you do. And then over the last decade, I think the world's opened up in such an interesting way. Maybe, maybe because I don't know. I just think there's so many incredible opportunities because of technology, because of social media to kind of expand outside of just this single lane you're in. And, and also I think there's like this amazing thing. And I think it really goes to the advent of street style and, and influencers. I'll give like all my favorite influencers a shout out is that we really want, everybody's really uses fashion as a creative outlet as, as a way to feel really good about themselves and, you know, celebrities, models, et cetera, people we work with, um, on my level of a styling are, are, are the influencers to like my sister or my friends who, who don't have a stylist. And so there's, that's really the impetus too, of like, actually with wishy, you can have what they have. And who doesn't want to feel nice. good about how they're dressed and have fun with how they look and really like tap into their own style. And that's what we, we do at Wishy. We bring that experience to someone, to anybody at a really affordable price. And you know, what's so cool is like our style council is so full of like really incredible stylists um, who nobody would be actually have access to, right? Like you say Zendaya was your favorite. Well, La Roche is on our style council and, oh my God. and to get to be styled by law, like that's not an experience many people get and certainly not at that price, right? Like that's not what Zendaya is paying them. <laughs> Yes, that is killer. Oh, I was going to say, what is the technology needed to facilitate this connection um, and this experience? It's obviously you're not just putting people on the phone with these people. (laughs) Um, How are you linking them with the appropriate stylist? And yeah, what is that price? Clea. Go ahead, Clea. Okay, yeah. So, so I'll talk about the technology and the price. Yeah. So um, basically what we do is we obviously collect uh, data that our customers are willing to share. They tell us about their preferences. Um, you know, their style they like, their style icons, their color palettes. Um, and based on all their answers, we're able to really curate the entire web and offer them, uh, you know, the, their like favorite selection. So, um, and it's $40 for two looks or $90 for five looks. And, you know, the way we're managing to make it as affordable is because it's very scalable technology. And which is also why we partnered with Farfetch is our like efficiency for the size is like, so much higher than anyone else's because our stats can take so many more clients a day than you know the usual tools that are like out there and that's because of like the data and the like backend technology that we built so it just makes it very um efficient for the stylist it's great for the customer because they're getting quick resp- responses um and they can shop through the app they can see all like inspiration pictures and really have a full styling experience for $40 yeah. because we just managed to you know, make it very easy for the customer, but also very easy for the stylist. So great. It seems too good to be true. <laughs> How, what it, it stylist? took a while. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes. It took a what while. What stylists are a fit uh, or I guess are worthy of like, because they need to be, I guess, a draw in themselves. Um, what stylists are on board? How many? And is does scaling mean more stylists basically? Yeah, you know, we um, we pick all the stylists and people apply. And and this is the story of like the truth be- behind styling. It's like there is a certain level like myself, Law, Elizabeth Stewart, that who work at this very kind of level that isn't people aren't always going to work on a because 
by nature of where we live and the industry we're in, but there are tons of incredible personal shoppers, personal stylists out there. And they literally just come into our system and they know everything there is about fashion. We have an amazing fashion director who works like a bit like a magazine where it's like, we do the market research. We know what's at every store and, you know, they're trained and picked by me and Clea. Um, and it's really about the onboarding. Like you say, it sounds too good to be true, but you know, this is 20 years of my experience and, you know, a decade of Clea's experience, more than a decade of Clea's experience mixed with our technology to streamline it. And that's like, when someone comes to refitting with me, it doesn't take three hours. It takes a small amount of time because I am streamlined in my process and how I've gotten to know my clients. I know what dress Sarah Paulson's going to wear. I know what Justin's going to wear is because I have that relationship with them as a stylist and as someone who's dressed them. So what Wishy does is create that relationship again with the stylist and the customer. Like it's an intimate bond that you get to have and it's an intimate form of community. And what happens is the customer loves their stylist, just like my clients love me. So it's like, we've streamlined that, um, to work in a digital space, uh, that onboarding to use like a technical term so that the process is really, really clear. And it's also leaves what's amazing about us is we're not bought. So it leaves the room to have relationships and it leaves the room to have fun and exploration. You know, it's not the same thing every month. It's, oh, actually I've got a wedding to go to and it's going to be in here. And, oh, I don't feel this great about this part of my body this time. Can you help me with it? Of course. Da, 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 da. So it's, it's, it's really been a dream come true where we landed and it took a long time to get there, but it really replicates how I work with my clients. So you've got that uh, styling expertise. And then I would say, Clea, you've got the technology background. Talk a little bit about your background and how you got here. Sure. Um, So I actually have like more of a business background. I studied uh, finance um, and worked uh, at a couple of places. I worked at at a bank. I worked at Net-A-Porter. I worked for Bell Staff. So I had like a business and fashion background a little bit. Um, And uh, and then I went to Israel. I met um, our other co-founder. Um, who is more like the tech side. She like built the product and, um, and we, you know, decided to build this like technology, which eventually could be applied to like right now we're starting fashion, but it could actually be applied to any online inventory. And that's like our dream. You know, it's like, we could basically replicate this model of taking people's preferences, getting an expert to style, you know, style them, but, or actually like curate, whatever inventory it is, and then uh, recommend it to the client. And like Carla said, like the, the relationship of trust is just like, it's, it's very, very unique. Like the, the way the customer like shares about their lives, their preferences, what they're looking for, they feel very comfortable with the stylist. The stylist really is there to answer their need. And it's like, sometimes they just like, you know, just want to chat. Just like, it's, it's a very like strong relationship, which was something that was in a way surprising to me that people were, um, very comfortable. And, you know, like Carla said, like building the same relationship that she has with uh, her clients. Somehow yeah. we managed to replicate that online. So it's, it's cool. It's very cool. What is that training process for these stylists, Carla? Well, you know, all of them, it's very hard. Yeah. All of them have to come from a styling or personal shopping background. They have to be able to, and, and, you know, there are a lot of people with different expertise. We have some stylists who are great at vintage, some who just are very fashion forward, some who are like business, like very neat. So there's a lot of like niche 
stylists like or work with plus sizes or work with pregnant people or or who are men's stylists. So it's a quite a rigorous onboarding. Um and then at the end of the day they have to have great customer um service skills because that's at the end of the day I'm a yeah. psychologist. I am a a customer service expert, like you have to know how to take care of people and you have to, you know, have a, we can teach anybody how to use the platform technical, technically wise, right? Like if I could learn, anybody can learn. Um, but it's just those, those skills that make someone special at what they do. And I think we have like some of the best, like unknown stylists in the world on the wishy app. Yeah. Yeah. I I caught us like really right. It's like taking care of people. That's like what our stylists do. Like basically all day. Yeah. Everyone like, you know, they can all pick and choose the right clothes also because we have so much information on them, but like building this relationship and taking care of them is like a big part of the job. For sure. What can you tell me about um, consumer behavior, customer behavior in the last year? It's interesting because I would think that a lot of people wouldn't maybe have an event to shop for and maybe business wouldn't be up where it was before. But then again, I'm hearing from brands that don't even offer such a service. They just have typical customer service. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They're telling me that their customers are calling just to talk like people are maybe lonely and they want this connection. What did you guys experience? I think we had like at the very beginning when everyone was really motivated to like clean up their houses, like we did amazing with the closet clean out everyone thinking, okay, this is the, I never have this time. I'm going to use this time to do something I I've put off forever, which has been such a fun process. I love doing, I come on like for 24 hour bookings quite often. Well, not that often. And maybe a couple times each quarter, um, yeah. to do clean outs and, they're a huge success because then you can make looks out of your closet. That's kind of was my dream. Then we have like people, you know, okay, we're in for zoom calls. What, what should I be wearing uh, on top? What's comfortable to wear at home that I still feel cute in, you know, and as we're seeing kind of this light at the end of the tunnel, now we're really seeing people who are, who are, who are planning for like, okay, I'm getting out in the world. I have been in sweatpants for so long please help me with my style. Cause a lot of people have forgotten how to dress, you know? So we're seeing like the yeah. reemergence is what we're calling it. There's, there's that. And there's also, I think um, all the people who used to shop in stores and would maybe have like guidance in stores. They, they don't have that anymore. There's no like physical, like, you know, in-person shopping. So wishy is really like, you know, the place where you can get like a guided shopping experience online where you don't have that anywhere else. And we have access to, Literally, if you had like the biggest mall with all the stores um, and you had, you know, someone styling you and taking you around and like, that's what it feels on online and and having this like guided shopping experience is something that's new. And somehow it like came at the same time as this pandemic and and people really now won't shop without Wishy. Once they've tried it, they feel that they're being recommended the best things and being um, helped um, in the best way possible. So the, the stylists, they don't work on a commission. Is that correct? No. What's the business model there? Yeah, they don't work on a commission because, you know, it is a like small tweak, let's say, from the usual sales or like retail world. Um, but because they're they're feeling so, you know, real with their customers and they're getting paid on the styling fee. So on the $40 or the $90, um, and then they're recommending the best product. So whether they're recommending a $10,000 dress or a $50 t-shirt, they're getting paid the same. So the fact that they're not pushy, the customer also feels it. Exactly. And they don't and the customer doesn't feel bad saying, mm, I don't like that. You know, when you go to a store and you feel bad telling the salesperson, I don't like it. And like, I don't like what you, 
people say this all the time. They, they don't have this like uh, fear or of saying, no, this is not for me. Yeah. So, um, and this all really comes to Jill, it comes really down to the trust thing. And this was a decision we made. We could make so much more money and the stylist, we could, we could have made that decision for like greater revenue, but it, it would come at the cost of what we're offering the customer. And we think ultimately taking care of the customer makes us a much more valuable company and it makes us a much more valuable and sincere, um, service. And that's the goal of it. You know, you, of course you can be like, Oh yeah, commission, 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 but it's a different type of service. And that's not, that's not what we were interested in, in doing. Um, and we have the better model. Yeah. Customers just feel more relaxed. Mm -hmm. And when they feel more relaxed, they trust the client, the stylist more and end up also buying just as much, but they feel right about buying the right products. Yes. Tell me about the retailers, the brands, uh, who, how many, I guess, items can you shop through the app? Is it a certain number of retailers? Is it obviously far-fetched? <laughs> it's every million. It's, it's, no, if yeah, you it's have everyone. a store and an online platform as a store, you can, yeah. we can sell your stuff for you. And, and, you know, as just a little history for me, my father had a menswear store for 40 some odd years in Canada. And when I met Clea, the second time we met, we met and Clea was in LA and I thought, this is an amazing model for businesses. Um, and, and it's obviously proving what we've said because for them to have access to experts picking their inventory um, and building that relationship on that end is, is a huge selling point for them it, that many of them wouldn't have. And one really amazing thing we realized was happening was the amount of um, returns we cut down on for a far-fetched or any, any sort of, um, any sort of shopper, because when you're shopping for yourself and you don't have maybe the eye or the confidence, or you're not sure of what the fit is, you overbuy and then you send back. And that is a huge waste, a environmentally. And it's really damaging to a lot of businesses, right? Cause then once they like, uh, reconcile their sales, you know, it's, it's a bit of a mess and it's a huge problem with online shopping. But if I say to you, Jill, Jill, actually, these are the jeans and these are the trousers that I know because I'm an expert are going to be perfect on you. Guess what? You're going to be like, Carla's right. I'm so thrilled. (laughs) I love these. Oh my God. She was right. I'm going to keep them. I feel so confident in this purchase. And that's just like priceless. Are you finding that for instance, when you work with a Farfetch, I guess, loyalty customers, whatever, whatever the program is, um, mm-hmm. and they have the access and they're use, using your stylist all the time. Are they spending more on a shopping trip? Do you have data like that? You can so, prove that yeah. you're driving sales. Go ahead. Yeah. So, so there is, there is just been some market research. So I'll just about like, you know, being, um, offered a stylist is when you're, when you have like a stylist access to a stylist, basically the AOV, the average order value increases by 70%, seven zero. So a lot of all retailers already have, you know, these programs and they are offering styling to, let's say, 1% of their customers. But because it's working, they want to scale it to lower to your customers, say, even though they are a loyalty program, but it's like a lower threshold. Um, but in order to offer it to more people, you need the technology and you need, the, you know, the styling stylist to be able to take up to like 100 clients a day and not five. So and the only people right now that can do that is is wishing it's our technology and our stylist they can handle just more people at a time because of you know everything we've we've built so it's basically st- scaling styling services at lower uh tiers where there's not necessarily a minimum threshold you know 
why would some people have access to it and some not you know and so that's what we're making it a bit more fair and uh, um and a bit more uh accessible to to everyone so that's what we're doing with farfetch but we're all you know far, what we're doing is offering the wishy service to farfetch on their platform and we can do that with many retailers but what we're also offering is if you come as a direct you know consumer if jill comes to the wishy app you could be recommended not only farfetch you could be recommended farfetch not a porte mango other stories like all of our partners and have a combination of high and low and that's how people are buying today they're not buying a full look that's expensive. They're buying, they're mixing and matching. You can also include items from your closet. So that's a very unique experience when you come to the Wishy app directly. Yeah. And it might be a brand you've never heard of that just happens to have a direct to consumer, like a D2C site. And we're like, actually we're obsessed with Kalina Strata and these awesome little leggings and they're an independent designer. And then all of a sudden we've sold their, all their inventory for them. Like it's, and that's the key of our stylist and our fashion team always feeding our fashion team always sending out information to our stylists, like the a market roundup. Hey, this is what we something we're loving. Like I will always send out our tips. Like if I see a designer I love, okay, we send it to the team, and we're just like, actually, look at this. These are that's the experts. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Well, we talked through the changing consumer behavior. Let's talk about the retailers, the brands. Um, I know that a lot of them launched or maybe temporarily launched a styling service um, through their site um, in the last year. Maybe it was the founder. I heard from a lot of them that they they saw most the most traffic or the most interest when the founder had the chance to to connect with customers. Um, but obviously that's not scalable and it seemed like, yeah, that's the <laughs> it's problem. kind of like biding their time while they could or doing what they can. Were you seeing the same thing? Are you seeing more interest from retailers as they realize, I guess the, the load, the weight that this is on them to attempt to pull this off? Yeah, for sure. We, we got so much inbound from the Farfetch launch. Obviously we launched with like the biggest, most luxury, you know, player on the market. So after that, every, if they're doing it and if they're like, you know, providing their customers with the wishy service why shouldn't anyone else yeah. everyone else it, it's like the biggest stamp of approval right and yeah. and it yeah. and it's because like it's not like farfetch is making arbitrary decisions right farfetch makes decisions based on data and so it shows you that wishy that partnership is it's like proof so getting off the ground, uh, obviously, you've had great press. You've had great partnerships. Any other marketing behind this now? So we're, we're doing, obviously, the Style Council. That's all Carla's uh, baby. Um, and um, and we're doing just more digital marketing, more Google search, you know, the, the usual. But because there's like so much intent and people are looking for this service and there's really a lot of demand, um, we're... We don't really have like a problem like marketing it, and there's also like a huge word of mouth. Yeah, you know, all the friends are are we're, we're seeing it in our numbers. It's like people really are recommending it. They're offering it as gift cards. Um, once they enjoy the service, they feel it's like a life hack. So they they're just mm-hmm. offering it to their friends and, and telling their friends don't spend a thousand hours looking for things. Just you know, go on Wishy and get someone to do it for you. Yeah. And this is where Clea is also like a brilliant leader of the company. She made the decision that it was going to be run quite lean, right? We're profitable. And that is something that a lot of tech brands and a lot of startups can't say. That's amazing. And the Style Council, they're shouting this out as well. Are they um, regularly posting about it? Yeah. Yeah. And they post when it's like, you know, when they, when they're coming to do their bookings, you know, you can't get law every day. You can get him, you know, five times a year. 
So it makes it quite special and fun. And it's just like, you know, we don't think that you have to stay with one stylist on, in my world, you stay with your stylist. Um, but in, (laughs) on wishy, it's like, yeah, go and have your regular stylist. But when law pops up, you know, spend 40 bucks and book him. Like that's great and fun. For sure. Clea, what's been your uh, approach to fundraising so far? Um, so right now, so far we've, you know, we've really raised from strategic, um, investors and, um, we were somehow very like lucky. We always raise money from people we enjoy working with and, um, and have been very helpful to the company and, um, have just helped us grow and guided us in the right way. And obviously founders, unless they're like repeat entrepreneurs, they don't really have, you know, the background of like what to do, how to raise money, how to structure the company, you know, there's a lot of questions. So I think, um, you know, having these amazing investors backing us, like people like um, Karen Busquets, who like, you know, people from the industry have backed us um, as well as, you know, venture capital money. So we've been, we have like a nice like balance of private investors that were from the fashion industry and also venture capitalists that you know, just told us how to structure the business. Yeah. I mean, the fact that you're profitable right now says a lot <laughs> for sure. That's amazing. Um, Carla, what can you tell me about, um, you mentioned maybe, or maybe, I don't know, Clea mentioned coming out of quarantine or coming out of pand- pandemic era, um, not knowing how to dress. What do people want to know right now? Are they, um, what's the biggest concern? Is it about their closet? I think it's about their bodies. <laughs> Yeah. And they're like, I want something. And listen, this is a universal thing. And and the thing about wishy, it's for everybody, right? Like, I think most yeah. people are just like, oh man, here we go. But they're also so excited. So they want to have kind of fun clothes to feel great in. And, and then I do think a lot of people are like, I'm not sure what I want to wear. So this is a great time to kind of switch it up to kind of just like fall in love with your closet or maybe start over too. Right. Where if you're just like, and uh, one other thing I will say, just as like, that's related, but kind of a divergence is that people are really obsessed with the idea of wardrobing. Now that we've cleaned out their closet, they're like, actually, I don't want a ton of stuff. I don't want a ton of options. I want to make it really simple for myself moving forward. So we see that and then adding a few little special pieces like, okay, what's my uniform going to be this summer? You know, uh, so I think yeah. we like help streamline a lot of people's, a lot of people's style this year. Carla, do you think that the pandemic it changed fashion for good? Do you think that we're going to see, yeah, a long-term impact, whether it's, no, I don't know, I, I mean, joggers, I, I more stuff. fashion would um, change kind of, I wish we stopped talking about st- sustainability and actually do something about it. And, you know, we feel like we actually have huge, Im- we could have huge impact in that arena of, of really helping, you know, get, because we're, we're so in touch with, consumers and because we see what's out there this is another interesting avenue for wishy too it's like consulting with designers and stores on like hey actually this is what we're seeing like our information is very valuable of what the data we're bringing in on what people want how people are feeling is a really could be a super huge resource for a lot of the businesses we work with so and you know we we try to highlight young designers, black designers, BIPOC designers, sustainable designers. So I think like, you know, it sounds so big because there are a lot of tentacles, but I, I don't know that fashion's changed. I, I, I hope we're making better decisions, but they'll start really at the top. You know, it's like, it's easy to 
blame it all on the consumer, but it, it, they're the big brands who are producing stuff. So, but that I feel is a whole other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right on, but all good points for sure. I did want to ask about that data collection play, what you're able to do with it, how you're personalizing. Clea, what's happening there right now? I'm big question again. Yeah. So um, it is basically the the whole like concept of Wishy is the like highest level of personalization and personal experience, right? Because you you enter, you start with a quiz. There's 13 questions. You say everything you like, you don't like, and then you wait for your stylist to create looks boards for you. So it's really people are coming with high intent, telling us what they want to see, and we're offering them exactly what they want to see. So it's not an experience that's like comparable with you know, anywhere else, or you're not like going into a store and seeing like the exact rack you want to buy. It's like, that doesn't happen. So that's what we're doing online. Basically it's, um, it's, it's the highest level of personalization, which going back to Carla's point, like we're offering you what you want to see. So there's, you know, a very strong likelihood that you're going to purchase it and very strong likelihood you're not going to return it because it was what you were looking for. Mm -hmm. So opposed to just like browsing online and maybe buying something you like, you're not sure you're like, don't have like strong, you know, uh, conviction that it is something you need here. Like on Wishy, it's, um, it's, it's really based on your needs. And even if you like, don't have a need, the stylist will know how to inspire you and to show you how you can wear one top five different ways and efficient and efficiently. We're not wasting your, you know, your look, you look on at the very basis of it. You're the options online are vast and huge and you can get lost for hours trying to find like that dress you might want or might need, or, you know, be looking for. And it's like, we streamline that. We're going to actually find like the best one for you and hopefully surprise you and thrill you, you know? Yeah. Well, this is obviously more convenient, faster, amazing access to fabulous stylists. Is there a um, a physical component in Wishy's future? None of that? Uh, mm, no, not, no. For, not for now, just because <laughs> like the whole point of this was for it to be scalable. Um, yep. So if we want to really scale this, we want the stylist to like answer a lot of requests um, at a time, but still being personal enough. So there is like a capacity, obviously we're all like humans. And so it's like, we're we're not being replaced by bots or anything. So, um, for now, right now we don't have a physical like option, but you know, who knows maybe in the future. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Carla, talk to me about how you're balancing, uh, your usual, uh, job of styling everyone and anyone, (laughs) um, and running a business, co-founding a business. Um, how are you balancing your day today? My day today, today are just like, well, my day today is a mix of everything, but you know, Clea runs wishy and I get to just like weigh in it's, you know, on creative and on the stylist. So, you know, it's about having amazing teams and wishy is an amazing, amazing, amazing team. And I have an amazing styling team. And so I'm able to, you know, spread myself out a bit. Clea, what's the breakdown? Tech folks and stylists. Is there anyone else I'm missing? Like how large is this team? No. So, um, you know, it's, I would say it's like 50, 50. Um, we obviously need a very strong tech team because you can imagine like the back end of this is like, and like Carla said, this is like, which is like an octopus, you know, how we work with, um, with retailers, how we like import their inventory, how we offer to the customers, how you can shop through Wishy. There's so many features. It's like, being a styling platform, but also like a retail platform because you can sh- fully like have a shopping experience on Wishy. So um, it's it's a very like uh, 
I would say, hard product to like think about and and to you know have features being developed. And so we have a very strong product team, a very strong um, tech team, and uh, and and you know yeah. obviously very strong styling team <laughs> because we we oh, have a. <laughs> one of the best uh, leading us yeah for sure well let's talk about 2021 goals what what do you expect this year and and yeah anything new we can expect yeah so um obviously it's it's still like the personalization we we have a feed for example um where you can just go and like shop and like be inspired so we just want to make that the feed is amazing a bit more uh yeah oh great it's, it's basically if you had like your favorite instagram account that's like shoppable with all nice. looks that you want to buy um, and it's, it's really curated by all our stylists, obviously, and they create looks on a, on a daily basis and it's being updated, but we just want to make it even more, uh, personalized. Um, so that's one of our goals, make the shopping experience just better because we've been doing it this for a couple of years. Um, it's, it's really making sure the customer experience is always just better and better and optimizing that. Um, for sure. And we have some so, really exciting new stylists joining the Style Council. So everybody stay tuned. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Car- Carla, when are you next in the books? When are your appointments available? In May. In May. I'll be there. I'm going to write this down. Month. I'll be there for Mother's Day. <laughs> but you don't have to be a mother. It while it's hot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thanks, you guys. Oh, last thing. Our producer, Ben, has a question. Yeah. And one of my... Favorite things about working on these shows is that I find out about things that I would really like to use myself. I mean, I heard a little bit about men's stylists and I was like, damn, okay, yeah. Like one of the things that I've wanted to do all through the pandemic is like, okay, I'm not coming back out into the world without like growing a bit more of a sense of style. So oh, this okay. could be one of the tools. Let's get you, let's, oh, let's get you a session with Alaria. She's not up, but I'm sure she would do one for you. Yeah, 40% of our clients are men. So, yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you both for being here. It's so exciting. Love what you guys are doing. Thanks, Jill. Thanks for having Um, us. Thank you, Jill. Thanks for the questions. That's all for this episode. Our theme music is by Otis McDonald. Be sure to give us a rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to The Glossy Podcast. See you next week.